Hello, everyone. Welcome to our show today. My name is John Drummond, or Yang Haowen. Hello, 大家好，欢迎各位再度来到 Angie 英文。我是 Angela. We have a great episode for you today with my good friend Johnny, who is known around the Taiwanese and music community as Johnny Be Good. 是的，今天我们的来宾是一位台湾美国混血、颜值爆表的新男 DJ Johnny Be Good. My guest today is half Taiwanese, half American. He is a producer, DJ, event organizer, and so much more. So, everyone, please welcome my good friend Johnny. Hey, what's up, guys? How、uh, you doing? Yeah, COVID. <laughs> <laughs> what's up, my brother? Welcome to NG Ingwen. It's great to have you on the show, man. You have been.、Me. Staying busy. I'm trying, you yeah, know, doing、dude. what I can. So, if you don't mind, for the people out here listening, can you give a a bit of a self introduction? Who are you, and what、sure. are you doing in Taiwan? Hi, everybody. My name is Johnny. Johnny, be good. I was born and raised in Taiwan. I'm half Taiwanese. My father's from New York. I love music. It's all I do, and I do events. There you go. Yeah, yeah man. You are an event creator. You are a turntablist. <laughs> Not to mention. Producing music as、and、well. There we go. And the the key ingredient, the X factor right now, is producing. Yeah. And so、That's、I、right. want to dive into all of those things and a bit of your your language journey with New York and Taiwan. Sure. So, my man, music is a huge part of your life. You were talking to me off air about how you had a wrestling accident, kind of made you focus on on guitar playing and doubling down on music. So, can you start us with you know what is what has been your inspiration for music? Okay, let's go back to all the way in the beginning. When I first heard music,、Ooh. I must have been like eight, nine, and when my parents were still together. And I remember that they would play Frank Sinatra all the time, and I hear I just watch them singing and dancing as a kid. So that was the first time I I encountered music, and I loved everything about Frank Sinatra: the voice, the the culture, the the era, and yeah, that's that's what started me off. And I guess like I've always Listen to to what was what was around me at the time, you know, and that that would be when I was thirteen and moved to the states. It didn't really hit me until I watched this movie, and it was Back to the Future.、Mm. So Back to the Future, when Marty McFly goes back to the Under the Sea dance for to sing for his parents, you know, his last song was Johnny Be Good, and that was like, whoa, that's like the coolest thing. Watching him play guitar soloing and and then I realized that was a very famous song back in the day by Chuck Berry. Yeah. So that's where I got the name Johnny Be Good. That's where the DJ name comes from.、Yeah. I was about to say, like, oh my god, it's、yeah. from wow, Marty McFly when he rocks that solo too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woo at the Under the Sea dance.、Mm-hmm. Okay, so I think I got that right. Yeah, the, I think it's called Under the Sea dance. Yeah. I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. At least you painted that picture. Yeah, I can totally、yeah. see. He went to that dance. He played his guitar solo, and you were like. That's it. I'm hooked. That was it. And then I always,、uh, I was always embedded in me. And I, I picked up the guitar when I was in the ninth grade, I think. Yeah. And then back to what you're saying. Yeah, I was,、uh, I was in on the wrestling team for three years. Unfortunately, dislocated my elbow my senior year. I was super bummed out. I had like this whole plan and going to college, playing in whatever league. And well, what do I do now? I had this cast on my arm. I, I, I was. Watching all my friends, you know, progress and going to tournaments, and、uh, yeah, I was just like, well, let me get a guitar and just start jamming out. 
and it's that's how it reignited my like my my fuel for music nice yeah yeah beautiful man and i'm so glad you know that you you found that new reignition for you because that carried you then to the next chapter which was producing music and djing and, and when DJing did that was the next step yeah yes. so djing was the next step so when yeah, did yeah. when did that transition from playing guitar go to djing uh 2000 fast track to 2010 2011 that's when i moved back to taiwan i did not finish college because uh you know i just i just needed a change of scenery and you know i, I want to spend more time with my mom you know be back be more in touch with my roots again in Taiwan so I moved back I was dabbling with <laughs> I actually got into the entertainment uh side of you know acting and yeah. modeling I did not know what I was doing I'll tell you that I was <laughs> a kid I had forget about it but somebody offered me a job they're like hey you know I see you're out and you you you're, you have good vibes and would you like to work as a PR at a, at a lounge and that time was dazzling champagne Soon after I moved on to the next job, which is Spark 101. Spark, yeah. <laughs> I was the MC. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I was the MC. Kaku, my man, he was the DJ at the time. I was his MC, and I was just like, yo, this this is it. I, was, I loved being on stage. It was just so thrilling to hype people up, but there was still something missing. Mm. I was like, I want to do what Kaku's doing. That's what I want. That's like it. And, you know, I was just so, like, into it, but nobody would give me a chance. You know, uh, I was just so as an MC, right, I'm next to the DJ. I'm always like, put your hands up and just look what look look at what the DJ's doing you know, every single day. And I, I was just trying to figure out what, what he was doing. And I would just, this is now, fast track another year, I moved to China. I was still the MC. I was a PR of a very mega club in Beijing. And... I would sneak into a club every single day in the middle of the day to practice on my own nice. until I was good enough. And I was like, hey, here's my set. Take a listen. Give me a shot. And I did. After like months of grinding, I was there like, I don't know, hours on end practicing, you know, perfecting, the, trying to perfect, perfect the craft. And uh, yeah, and eventually I got my spot on stage. Nice, bro. I yeah. love that. Shout out to our boy Kaku. He was just on the show a few weeks ago. And I love that hustler mentality of sneaking into the clubs off hours, plugging in your USB or maybe your laptop at that time yeah, <laughs> and yeah, just exactly. like learning how to mix and understanding everything. And, and that's beautiful. And then putting together a set list and presenting it and getting your shot. Yeah. And uh, it, it's been a hell of a ride. You know, I've been there for like six years. I've been in Chengdu. Uh, I also and now my last base was in Shanghai. So uh, I'm very, very lucky. I'm so fortunate to have met the people I have, have met and, and gotten the opportunities I have mm -hmm. because it's it's unheard of, you know. When, like, my friends see me doing what I'm doing, it's, it's like, wow, like, you're really getting out there. I'm like, yeah, but what they don't see is the struggle, the, the hardship that, that, that comes along with it because even though I'm half Taiwanese, I speak perfect Mandarin, I look like a white boy. And everybody treats me like white boy, and especially because Chinese people can be very—they alienate themselves from people who aren't Chinese. Mm -hmm. You know, especially Taiwanese, they'd be like, "Oh, you're from Taiwan, okay? You, but you don't look Taiwanese. You're a white boy." You know, so that there's been definitely some challenges along the way, but it's ultimately it's made 
made me to who I am today. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of struggle you've you've overcame, and that racism that comes along with that, and For sure. you know, even like you said, you you're half Taiwanese, you speak fluent Mandarin, but you get treated like you're still an outsider. Yeah, and yeah, that's that's and that's even tougher too, because I've been in the music industry a long time, and I I see how clicky that can be, mm-hmm. especially in in China. So, respect for your journey, and thinking though about your producing side, mm-hmm. so. I I know I've had a lot of my DJ friends on this show, but a lot of times people still don't understand the the difference between DJing and producing and understanding how you make songs and music from scratch. Mm -hmm. And now a big focus of yours has been producing. Is that right? For sure. For sure. Yeah. So what what does the future of DJ Johnny Be Good look like? (laughs) For me, I've always been a lover of all genres. And whenever I play a set, it's I, I, I like to keep... Because, you know, our day and age... We have the internet. We have so much information coming at us. And that only brings us to the fact that our attention span gets a lot shorter. Mm. So I've noticed that over the years and performing, especially for people in China, because they're like, they're like a blank canvas. You know, they haven't heard this kind of music or, or, or this kind of sets. So I was always trying to push the envelope and play more genres into my sets, which I call open format. I like to think that's the style that I, I, I've always wanted to do playing all genres into once not all genres but multiple genres into a set now production is totally different game it's basically just layers and layers of drums you know snares claps and putting it together bass and synths and how you can make it all sound beautiful together and it's a huge challenge for sure yeah yeah but quarantine has made me a better person and it's making me want to do greater things with music and so thinking of that future is, are you, do you want to push out original tracks? Absolutely. hundred percent. Yeah. Because, you know, to all those that are DJs, you know, I, I encourage you to do it if you're having fun, but if you really want to take it to the next level as an artist, producing is the only way. Putting out original tracks is, is the only way in this industry. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I've worked around the world with big artists and it's the only way, especially because, you know. Yeah, we know. Like you said, yeah, yeah. it's it's the next level of a creative artist. And yeah, doing it for fun, that's one thing. But doing it for a career and pushing the envelope, you got to you gotta understand production. Yeah, 100%, man. Beautiful, man. Well, I wish you nothing but success. And, you know, for everyone out there listening, I, I hope they can catch a set of yours soon because I got to see you play with Kaku at Drip a few weeks ago. And you just, you, you, your energy and you, you just... Your music selection is so fire, so thank you, thank you. I, I hope people can get to witness that, and now you can bring that into your production. Yeah, so. and for those that who didn't go to the drip or rough party, I have my own online radio show called Good Vibes Radio on SoundCloud. Uh, you can search me up by Johnny B. Good, a.k.a. JBG, or just search Good Vibes Radio, good with the E. Good Vibes Radio. Yeah, yeah. that's it, that's it. Heck yeah. Love it, bro. 刚才在访谈一开始的时候 ，John 不是有讲到说，我们来宾他因为以前摔跤受伤的关系，转而开始玩吉他，开始更努力朝音乐界发展嘛？那讲到这边的时候，有一个片语，我们来听一下 ：to double down on something， 它可以用来表示更加努力做某件事。好，所以这边提到这句 doubling down on music， 就是在说更努力的在音乐领域发展。或者例如像可能警察要加强取缔违规停车 ，the police are doubling down on illegal parking
。好，但有趣的是呢，这句片语它其实是从扑克牌二十一点来的，就是你在玩二十一点的时候啊，趁着手里的牌好，赶快加倍下注，以得到再抽一张牌的机会。后来就因为你这样子做，带有一种可能就是冒冒险泛滥的精神，所以就被引申为刚刚讲的加倍努力做某件事的意思。好，所以这位台美混血，在台湾念小学，后来搬到美国纽约长大的 Johnny B. Good， 当初是怎么开始接触音乐，到现在变成在亚洲叱咤风云的男神 DJ 嘞？原来呢，一开始是因为他爸妈以前都会听 Frank Sinatra， 好，就是我们讲的这位爵士歌王瘦皮猴的歌，所以让这位从小在美声中耳濡目染的他，在心中种下了音乐种子。但这颗种子呢，却是一直到后来看了《回到未来》那部电影之后，才真正发芽。而且啊，他的 DJ 名也是因为电影里面穿插的那一首《Johnny Be Good》而来。整个电影对他影响可以说是嗯蛮大的。但这一切呢，其实都是在高中之后才开始的。好，就是在他那时候因为摔跤受伤，手肘脱臼，就不能再比赛，所以就想说，不然开始来弹吉他好了。虽然说那时候只是在弹吉他而已，但是他的未来呢，却因为一个受伤，给他带来更大的收获。真的是吼、哦，塞翁失马，焉知非福，对不对？后来是在搬回台湾住之后，因缘际会下，跟我们上礼拜有来节目的 DJ 卡古有合作，有跟他共事，才开启了他的 DJ 之路。但也不是说他之后就很顺利的成为 DJ 喽，是在每天偷偷溜进夜店里面，花好几个小时练习，自己默默完成音乐作品给人家听了之后，人家喜欢才有了演出机会，也才呢有今天这样子的表现。这边有两个字，我们练习一下，第一个是 reignite 或是 reignition。好，它有重新点燃、重新激起的意思。像他们提到，因为摔跤受伤不能在比赛的时候，讲到说吉他重新激起他和音乐的火花，用的就是这个字。那如果我们把字首 r e re 拿掉的话，变成 ignite 或是 ignition， 那大家知道会变怎样吗？对，很简单，就是少了重新的意涵，变成只有原来的点燃或是激起的意思。另外是一个片语，我们也一起学起来。On end， 它有了连续的意思。像我们刚刚不是说，他都会偷偷溜进夜店里面，自己默默练习当 DJ 去弄音乐嘛，而且都是一练就好几个小时。那想要表示这个连续好几个小时的时候，就可以说 for hours on end， 或者像连续好几天的话，就把小时换成天数。For days on end, 好，甚至连续好几个星期、好几个月的话，也都可以这样用，就变成是 for weeks on end, for months on end. 好，再来就让你提到说啊，因为不少听众都很像一张白纸，很多音乐种类都没有听过，所以让他有很大的空间可以去创造不同的音乐风格。加上呢，自己本身也就很喜欢走这样的路线，所以常也会去挑战，去超越自己的极限。好，给自己打造一种混搭风的音乐清单。来，这边又有两个倒地片语，我不得不提出来给大家学一下。一个是 blank canvas， 一个是 to push the envelope。好 ，blank canvas 很简单，我们可以直接去从它的字面意思推敲含义。blank 是空白，那 canvas 是帆布，所以指的呢，就是像我们讲的像白纸一样的人。
好，或是某个情况、某个事情，因为没有定案，所以可以自由发挥。那 push the envelope 这个片语可能比较少人听过，比较难一点点，因为它很难去联想。想说 envelope 不是信封吗？是要是要推什么信封？其实呢，这边的 envelope 是一种技术性的字。指战机、飞机他们的性能范围或是极限，像是最高飞行速度啦，或是最高飞行高度等等。比如说，哎，某台战机的最高时速限制是七千公里好了，但你硬要给它开到七千一、七千二，哇，那你就是在 pushing the envelope， 好在超越它的性能范围了。所以，同样概念延伸到我们今天的话题，就是在说来宾他挑战自我。去创造更多种类的音乐。我们再来一个例句，习惯一下这种用法好了。He's the DJ who has pushed the envelope in his music。好，他就是那一名挑战自己音乐创作的 DJ。好啦，那这段内容就先在这边告一段落。我们赶快继续来听下半段的分享吧。So speaking of the good guys, you and your crew unfortunately just had to postpone. A beautiful event that you were going to be doing. Can you give a?、Yes. Uh, can you share a little bit about that?、Uh, it was. It was called. Our event was called Stop the Hate, and basically, you know, a lot of Asians in the states, or not even just outside of Asia, have been receiving a lot of hate crimes and racism, and we really wanted to do something good about that and really spread awareness because I feel like people in Taiwan are very desensitized by it. You know, I, I've actually spoken to a reporter about you know this event, and it's like. Well, we don't have any hate crimes here in Taiwan. I was like, why? Why should we report? Why? Why should we care? It's literally what what they said.、And、I was、right. like, well, what I think that is important is that you guys don't realize that this is a ongoing feud. Not only non-Asian people hating on Asians, but Asians hate on Asians.、Mm -hmm. So we really, really want to get onto the topic of that and really bring people like like-minded individual individuals, young collectives,、um, entertainment artists, culinary. Tech, you know, we had a, this whole panelist of people to really come in and share and talk about the subject. So,、uh, you know, we that's that was our event, and、uh, unfortunately, we postponed. You know, we were going to make T-shirts, you know, to really raise money and donate to the AAPI community because you know just want to do something good for once. And I guess that's why we're called the good guys, man. Nice, yeah, I love it. It's very mafia. It's very appropriate <laughs> for your last name, but it's actually all about good vibes in real, in the、That's、real.、Right. Yeah,、That's、I love、right. it. I love it. A lot of, a lot of beautiful things, man.、And、so sorry.、Uh, if you guys are interested in this kind of event, follow us on Instagram as well at Good Guys Taipei. And yeah, hopefully、uh, we'll see you at the event. Yeah, man. Stay tuned for for that. I'm sure that will be something beautiful when when this COVID situation kind of calms down. That you can get going, yeah. So much, much love, and I'm so grateful that you are are doing that because, like you said, man, the the topic of Asian on Asian hate is is something that I think is you know the next level, the、mm -hmm. level up of having these types of conversations.、Mm -hmm. And yeah, man, it makes me think about the conversations I would have, you know, when I would be in L.A. about Mexican on Mexican hate or like black on black hate, and、mm -hmm. it's just like. Exactly, and we just we, gotta raise that awareness. It's time that we unite, especially in this kind of day and age, and what we're going through as a, as a whole world citizen.、Right. You know, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Respect, respect. All right, my brother. Well, if you don't mind, can we transition a little bit to kind of the story of the multicultural kid、sure. that you were? Hundred percent, man. Yeah, man. man、uh, so you were born in Taiwan,、mm. spent a lot, I believe. 
elementary school, primary school in Taiwan, and then yep. you moved to New York. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Woo! So uh, what was that like, bro? Moving to one of the <laughs> roughest places in America. Uh, yeah. When I was a kid, man, I went to Fuxing, which is like one of the most prestige, quote unquote, okay, prestige schools in in Taipei. It was really tough, and I was the only white kid there. Yeah. So you can imagine, man. Little kids can be mean. And, uh, Ruthless. Yeah, you know, I definitely got like all kinds of like derogatory, like hey, nigga, nigga, why or or Byron or no, you know, just like stuff like that. And sure, I didn't understand it when I was a kid because nobody does, right? You just like, oh, well, I feel like crap. Thanks, <laughs> you know. And uh, but obviously, I, I I realized that I was just an outsider, and that's just how it is. You know, people tend to like to pick on the only person who is different mm -hmm. now when i moved to the states <laughs> i was 13 and i graduated from ele uh elementary uh, no no sorry primary primary school primary okay. school sorry i'm thinking in chinese sometimes yeah, no and uh i thought from in order for me to fit into american society let me dye my hair bleach blonde so that's <laughs> what i did and i went out there to new york like to the suburbs like you know where there's like a lot of Italians and, you know, and they're like, who's this Mexican kid? I'm like, well, damn it. <laughs> like, so, yeah, I just uh, immediately everybody's like, like, you look, you're half Chinese and why do you, why do you look Mexican? And, and then, you know, you know, like before class, they call out your name, right? So they call my name like Leibowitz. I'm like, ah, here. And then like Leibowitz. This guy's from Taiwan and he's Jewish. Jeez, man, what the hell is going on? <laughs> you know, so I definitely got a lot of smoke for that <laughs> for a couple of years, and you know, I was I was confused for sure. I I didn't I felt like I didn't belong for the longest time, and uh, it's only when I moved out of the suburbs into into the city. I was living in the Bronx with my father in a Jewish community, but it was still like a very diverse high school. And I felt like that was where I was able to like kind of find myself, and that's when I discovered music. So, and I got more in tune with myself. So I was more comfortable in my own skin. So for those that have been bullied in your in your past in your life, like it's it's only gonna make you stronger. I feel like mm. it's it's just a it's just a stepping stone in life for you to become a better man or woman. Well said, my man. Well said. And thinking about you know your kind of language journey during that time were were you already fluent in mandarin and english when you moved to the states no actually when i moved to so i pronunciated everything perfectly english wise um but i took esl for a year okay. yeah, probably because yeah. reading and writing wasn't as strong exactly right? and grammar mm -hmm. was what was that was a problem because you know trying mandarin and uh english is kind of like backwards right so but yeah i was i'm very lucky that i grew up speaking mandarin to my mom and english to my dad I really I'll be honest though I have no idea how I've been able to maintain my my Mandarin skills because a lot of my friends did the same thing you know like left or you know at third fourth grade or even elementary or even high school and their Chinese is like not up to par <laughs> and and like I I guess China has really helped me a lot though I, I'm just like really super blessed man like I I don't know where I would be now yeah because yeah. it makes me think too do you remember anything that actually helped maintain your mandarin levels no you know? because when i was in the states i i didn't have any friends that spoke mandarin right it and was, your mom was in taiwan my so. mom's in taiwan you know i was living with my dad and yeah just i would come back every summer mm -hmm. you know 
for for you know summer vacation but that was about it man interesting yeah so you maybe maybe when you were in when you were in china it really did you know solidify what you probably already had but yeah. i mean you were there for s- almost 7 years right yeah almost yeah so that's wow. I mean, you're probably speaking a lot of chinese during that time yeah for right? sure cuz but yeah. it is it is still different though yeah so like Oh yeah, the you know I I picked up the Beijing accent yeah, a little I'm sure bit. You did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you did. I'm sure you did. Awesome, brother. Well, unfortunately, we're uh, we're almost running out of time here. But you know, shout out to your your journey. Shout out to your music career. And you know, like you said, being bullied had a you know a lot of positive impacts for you and kind of you know your mentality and and how you've adjusted and overcame things. But a question I love to ask. To end the show here on NGing One is if you could go back and talk to a younger Johnny, would there be any advice you give yourself mm-hmm. about language or life or music? I would say to myself, it doesn't matter where you've been and who are you with and what's your situations like. It's the size of your heart that matters and the strength of your character. So just keep on going. Mm-hmm. Poetic, dude. Yeah. Love that. That's that good vibes. <laughs> hey, good vibes, good vibes radio. <laughs> Nice, my brother. Well, where can people find all your music online? Where can they find your radio show? You can find me on Instagram, JBG All Day. You can find me on SoundCloud, Good Vibes Radio. Beautiful. All right, Johnny. Well, thanks for making some time today, my man. Thank you for having me, John. Absolutely. And I'll I'll hopefully catch you at our show very very soon. Definitely. And if not, I'll catch you online. 下半段一开始，他们提到的是之前 Johnny 跟他朋友本来在筹划的一个爱心活动，好，主要就是呼吁大家要和平相处，不要因为种族的不同而仇恨彼此。尤其像最近西方国家就很多仇视亚洲人的行为出现，但可能因为我们生在亚洲吧，周围的人又都一样是黄皮肤的亚洲人，对这样的议题呢，大概就比较 desensitized， 比较比较无感一点。所以他才希望可以透过这样的活动呢，来倡导在这方面的观念。那在讲到这部分的时候啊，他们用到的字是 hate crime， 好，翻成中文我们说仇恨罪，就是西方国家近年来新闻很常报道的仇视亚洲人、仇视黑人，甚至仇视同性恋等等。但可惜的是呢，因为最近肺炎疫情恶化，所以目前活动是延期。那如果有兴趣的话，大家可以到 IG 追踪他们，了解活动最新进展哦。再来 ，Johnny 提到他小学的时候是在台北念的，那因为混血儿嘛，外形跟周围的小朋友就不太一样，所以常常都会被人家排挤。虽然说会讲中文，但是长得就不一样，所以同学之间多多少少还是会产生一些小圈圈。后来搬到美国后，想说，嗯，要融入大家，要跟大家一样嘛，就是就就去把头发染成金色。就到了学校，没想到同学大多都是意大利裔的，没什么金头发。结果他一个台美混血，长得像墨西哥的人，有着有着一头金发，然后还是犹太人的名字，搞得他变成不但在台湾融不进同学圈子里，在美国也被排挤在外。所以那时候对自己的定位就是迷惘到不行。一直到上高中换了环境之后，才开始慢慢有改善，开始找到自己。这边有个片语，我们来听一下。To be in tune with someone or something， 它有跟某人或是某事相契合，两边都协调的意思。所以刚才他在节目中提到说，上高中之后变得比较 in tune with myself， 就可以理解成是这边我们说的找到自己、认识自己。我们再听一个例子 
Her dress was great, but just not quite in tune with the occasion. Her 的洋装很美，但是有点嗯不太适合场合。好，那访谈最后呢，来宾分享到我们要保持强大内心的重要性。不管我们身在何方，周遭的人是谁，还是你当前的处境怎么样，这些呢都不重要。重要的是你的态度，你的心去怎么去面对这一切。好 ，It's the size of your heart that matters. And the strength of your character. Wow, 真的是太有深度的一句话了。人帅，然后内心又这么有深度。大家如果有兴趣的话呢，待会节目过后，赶快去他的 SoundCloud 听他的节目，认识认识他吧。Amen, brother. All right, brother. Talk to you soon. Peace, brother. Peace. All right. Well, that is our NG Ingwen show for today. We hope everyone enjoyed listening to that. You can connect with us on Facebook, Instagram. YouTube and now Spotify. You can search "ng ingwen" or you can search on IG "ng English" I C R T. We'll catch you on the next episode. Bye bye.